0: Welcome to CII Radio. I'm Luke Holloway, editor at the CII. In this episode, we're talking to Stuart Stead and Gary Hassan. Episode of the podcast, we're talking about how insurers can help mitigate the risk of Legionnaire's disease. And we're joined by Stuart Stead, Director of Broking at Romero Insurance Brokers, and Gary Hassan, Willis IRM Associate. To find out more about this podcast and for useful links, go to the journal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And here is our conversation with Stuart and Gary. Hello, Stuart, and hello, Gary, and thank you for joining us on CII Radio today. Thank you. Nice to be here. Morning, Luke. Good to be here. Hope you're keeping well. Yes, very well, thank you. And uh, yeah, I hope the same for you. And thank you thank you for uh, giving up some time today to, to speak to us. Much appreciated. So, Gary, if we could begin with you, um, could you give us a bit of background information on what Legionella is and, and why insurers should be aware of it? Okay, we're going back to the start. Legionella is basically a bacteria which occurs naturally
1: in soil and it then contaminates our lakes and rivers and reservoirs. But the concentration levels are very low at this stage, and it's only when it finds its way into a man-made water supply system like cooling towers or evaporative condensers, spa pools, hot and cold water systems mainly found in buildings, that it can become a problem. Given the right environment and conditions, then they can multiply to harmful levels. So the bacteria basically thrives in moist conditions between 20 and 45 degrees Celsius, and it will lie dormant below 20 degrees, and then it can be killed above 60 degrees. So it's when the temperature of the water rises above 20 degrees, it starts to grow with the optimum growth level of about 37 degrees. This added with nutrients to help it grow, like sediment and scale, rust, algae, and any other organic matter, which it can be all found in cold water storage tanks and in pipework within buildings. And of course, stagnation where there's a low turnover or over storage of water then a typical Legionella bacterium can reproduce every 60 minutes. And after 24 hours, that single bacteria can become a population of 8 million cells. So this is the problem. When coupled with systems that can create aerosols, it becomes a major problem. Because once an aerosol is created, if you breathe in the tiny droplets created by the aerosol into your lungs, then the level of risk increases. And depending on the susceptibility of the individual, it can cause Legionnaires' disease which causes pneumonia. Obviously, you know, you're more susceptible to catching it if you're immunosuppressed um, or have existing respiratory problems or kidney disease. Over the age of 45, especially the elderly, you're a smoker, heavy drinker, and males are more prone to catching it than females. There is a milder form of the disease called Pontiac fever, which could be contracted by someone with, let's say, a healthier immune system, typical flu-like symptoms, and less severe without the pneumonia. So hopefully that's, that's, you know, where Legionella comes from. It's a bacteria and then it can grow that bacteria then reproduces and and if it can get
0: somewhere to, you know, to come out of, then that's where the major problem is. So it's certainly something that, um, you know, office-based office businesses and uh, and companies need to be aware of. Uh, and how how can companies protect themselves and their staff from, from Legionella? Well, most companies and, and buildings that, that employ over five
1: employees, I think, have to be, you know, you're governed by the Health and Safety at Work Act. The control of substances hazardous to health regulations, um, management of health and safety at work regulations. So these are all guidelines which must be followed to protect employees and and the public from risks associated with Legionella. There's a book that's published by the HSE called the Approved Code of Practice, which is better known as the ACOP L8, along with the HSE 274 documents, are all aimed at duty holders, including employers and those that look after buildings and premises, with health and safety responsibilities for others. So basically, it helps to comply with their legal responsibilities. There's five principles which which are outlined within that document that they should follow. The five, identify and assess a source of risk, which is basically a risk assessment. Prepare a written scheme for controlling the risk. Implement, manage, and monitor, which is the PPM, which is done monthly, quarterly, no yearly, on the water systems. And uh, keep records of, of all the precautions and appoint a person to managerially be responsible for it. All, all this can be completed by a competent person in house but most of the time i would advise seeking more experienced companies out there that can assist with, with you know with the risk assessment monitoring and any remedial works to ensure everything's in you know compliant and as long as you work within those guidelines set out in the L8, it'll help ensure that you reduce the risk of legionella to the staff members of the public and
0: and basically yourselves absolutely and we would certainly uh, direct our listeners to, to find out more about that and we can include uh, links on on the podcast um, webpage page also um, so so now Gary as um, a lot of companies are beginning to open up their offices again and people are returning um, to work physically after obviously a long period of time perhaps working from home do you foresee uh, quite a significant increase in the number of cases of illusionaires as, as a result of these premises opening again good question Luke it's, it's hard to say
1: whether it'll be an increase in the- cases of Legionnaire's disease reported. Now, I'm saying reported because suppose we have to wait and see what statistics come out of all of this. And you know, the symptoms of Legionnaire's disease are very similar to that of COVID-19. And whether it gets detected between them both, that, you know, I can't answer that. But certainly I would say there'll be an increase in the levels of Legionella bacteria found within a lot of these buildings that, you know, were shut down due to the lockdown. I would say that the cases of Legionnaire's disease within schools would be lower you know, due to the susceptibility rating of the children in schools whose immune systems would be healthier, you know, and they're all below the ones that I've mentioned earlier. But again, you can't rule it out as some may have underlying conditions, but certainly in, in other buildings and businesses, there could be a very high chance of an increase in Legionella bacteria found within the systems. And this can lead to an increase in Legionnaire's disease if susceptible people are exposed to the Legionella bacteria. You know, these these businesses and schools need to take appropriate action before they open up. There's a lot of guidance out there that gives advice on on how to reopen buildings. Not all of them would be suitable because some buildings are small and and some aren't in industrial size, so sometimes it might be better to seek more professional advice from a water company that specialises in Legionella. But simply reopening a building that stood idle, you know, due to COVID-19 without assessing the safety of its water system wouldn't be a wise, you know, option in my opinion i think it has to be assessed properly should not open until this has been carried out to ensure the water is safe if a, you know if a building has remained empty with static water systems or those that have limited flushing doesn't represent normal usage you know daily usage then those buildings will need to be recommissioned simply flushing a system you know if it's a small building maybe okay if it's a very small building you know no susceptible people has sufficient turnover and there's no cold water storage, or hot water storage, you know, below ten liters, then you know that can be that that could be okay, but they would need to they would need to carry out some form of disinfection. Um, there's a bit of standard, the BSI PD eight five five four six eight, um, which differentiates between hygiene flushing, which is used you know for for preventing stagnation in a, in a building, and then there's cleansing flushing, which is used to remove debris and organic matter or anything within the pipes. And I would say buildings should be, you know, using the cleansing flushing as part of the recommissioning process rather than hygiene flushing. Because, you know, after a long shut, shutdown, which we've had and still going on in a lot of buildings, it's not uncommon for these disinfections to be unsuccessful because of the amount of time it's been closed down. So, it, you know, it may be, need to be done again. So, you know, that's where these buildings and, and companies need to
0: bring in more specialized, you know, water treatment people. And Stuart, um, what are your thoughts on um, the number of cases of Legionella increasing as, as obviously lockdown is lifted, the pandemic kind of slows and businesses begin to reopen and, uh, and premises are, are full of employees again?
2: Good question. Um, it's, it's difficult to quantify. I think uh, there's a lot of emphasis at the minute on COVID employers being encouraged to uh, get things back to some normality Uh, and as businesses start to reopen there are many businesses that have an exposure to Legionella, you know showering facilities is a a great example, just our own office here we've got showering facilities for those people that uh, commute on bikes etc if you've rushed people back you've done the risk assessments but your focus is on Covid, you're probably thinking of sanitising hands uh, social distancing but have you thought about revisiting risk assessments relevant to Legionella, have we done the cleans, does that involve the shower heads, etc. I think if people don't take the um focus away from COVID and put it onto Legionella, there may be outbreaks of it. So um yeah, I, th- I think it's important as part of the back to work process that uh, suitable measures are put into place. And also, um, what's kind of regularly in the news is about
0: schools, when schools will reopen and to what degree. Um, we're aware that, you know, Legionella is something that affects older people over 45s, but is it um, certainly an, uh, an impactful issue for schools reopening as well?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the target audience for Legionella is older people, but uh, anybody's susceptible to it, and the, the suitable risk assessments need to be done. Uh, the HSE can prosecute, um, and, you know, I've, I've got first-hand experience of clients that uh, have not only been prosecuted, but have had uh, fatalities as a result of Legionella, so it's a serious subject. Stuart, what specifically
0: do you think insurers can do to help support customers uh, in regard to Legionnaires' disease?
2: Uh, It's a difficult one to uh, to come up with a definitive answer. I I think fundamentally, cover that uh, is either provided or not provided under standard liability policies, Uh, it's a little bit woolly. A lot of policies remain silent on the subject of Legionella and because of the pollution exclusion that exists, we could find uh, clients not being adequately covered. So I think uh, insurers could do more to maybe highlight uh, affirmative cover or or negative cover. Many insurers will automatically give a Legionella extension if requested, uh, but without this, relying on the ABI exclusion in the wordings means that there's possibly no cover. Absolutely, so uh, do you think it's uh, an issue of, of awareness around the
0: the disease or is it something and it's something that the insurers need to approach um,
2: more proactively? A combination uh, I, th- I think if we understand what Legionella is and how it affects people and uh, the consequences of it, and then you have a, a standard public liability policy that possibly doesn't respond that the two are interlinked if you're aware of uh, the consequences of Legionella. We really need to get wordings uh, beefed up a little bit to give the uh, correct coverage. Absolutely. Um, And should um, customers or um, policyholders
0: not take precautions against um, Legionella, What, what kind of impact can that have?
2: Well, first and foremost, uh, not doing adequate risk assessments uh, is in breach of health and safety regulations. They also leave themselves open to to the policies that have affirmative cover. Many policies have uh, conditions present to liability, which insist on risk assessments and adequate um, protection of uh, water systems to prevent the spread of Legionella. Uh, Therefore, if customers don't comply with the conditions, again, there could be a situation where coverage doesn't apply. Absolutely. Um, So it's certainly a a significant issue that they they need
0: to be aware of. Absolutely. Stuart, you're also um, a member of uh, the board for the Society of Insurance Broking. Can you tell us a bit about what the the work the society is doing around the subject?
2: Uh, yeah, so it's quite interesting. Uh, I joined the board uh, early this year. Attended a couple of board meetings so far, um, and we, we're here to support professionalism within the industry, particularly around uh, insurance brokers. It's a society designated uh, for its members, and you know, promoting ethical standards uh, and around this particular subject. That's one of the first um, items that I proposed is that. On the road to me attaining my fellowship, I did a dissertation on Legionella, and there's a whole host of dissertations that other members have done that have got a great deal of information in. Uh, So the suggestion was, why not give access to our members, the the knowledge base that people have researched over many months and possibly years. Uh, So I was delighted when they took this uh, option up, my dissertation on Legionella coverage in the UK market uh, went live yesterday and is on the, uh, the learning content hub of the CII Society of Insurance Broking website. So I think there's going to be some more publications on a monthly basis, topical information for other members to, uh, to reference.
0: Absolutely. Um, and we'd certainly encourage listeners and, and uh, our membership to um, take a look at those dissertations and the, the content around the subject. In that work, Stuart, you speak about um, how the, the, the market norm and, and exclusions and policy wordings are, are kind of possibly outdated. I mean, what are your hopes for the, the, the subject moving forward and what insurers can do to approach this whole uh, thing better?
2: I think uh, if, we, if we look at what's happened over the last twelve months, uh, particularly in cyberspace, we've seen um, the market move to to uh, move away from. Uh Wide covers that don't say they're either covered or they're not, so they're having to affirm covered or exclude it. And I think we ought to do the same with legionella. Ideally, you'd like to see insurers automatically provide legionella extensions uh, with decent limits. You know, often when you do get uh, the extensions in cover, there are only to a million pound limit of indemnity, which uh, in the current climate, uh, litigious society, is probably not enough. So uh, I, th- I think we need to see insurers taking positive steps build the cover in with decent. Limits of indemnity absolutely
0: and finally um, you've mentioned the dissertation this is all available um, through the uh,
2: Society of Insurance Broking microsite and the CII website is that right? That's correct, yes. There's, there's links on there. Uh, Learning Content Hub section. Uh, and it's not just that uh, dissertation, there's loads of other information. There's also the podcasts that we do. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'd encourage everybody to get on board and uh, have a look, see what's available there. And finally, Gary, is there anywhere that you would direct to our listeners to
0: as a good starting point to, to find out some more advice or um, how to, to begin these kind of assessments? Okay. The, the HSE website is a good place to start. A lot of
1: companies and businesses can go in there to see exactly what they need to do, you know, to be compliant. And I would probably suggest the, the LCA website, which, which gives a list of all the members that carry out all the Legionella you know, services in the directory of
0: all the the companies that provide them services. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Stuart. And thank you, Gary, for for sharing this information with us today and speaking on a topic which I'm sure will resonate with a lot of of our listeners and our members. So uh, thank you for joining us on CII Radio today. You're welcome. Thank you. No problem at all. Uh, And thank you for listening. To find out more, you can visit thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts, or you can also follow us on Twitter at CII Group. So until next time, thank you very much for listening and goodbye.